Welcome to Love Can Do, a podcast about love and the power love has in seven key relationships in our lives, ourselves, our families, our friends, our communities, our jobs, our church, and with God. Join us each week as we discuss the power that love has and what the Bible has to say about love. And now here is the host of our show, Mike Jankowski. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a new episode of the show. So what exactly is Love Can Do? Well, it's about love. Love in some of the most important areas in our lives, ourselves, our families, our friends, our communities, our job, our church, and with our God. And where did these even come from, though? Well, honestly, I came to realize these relationships are areas where we tend to lack in sharing love like Jesus wants us to share and living love like Jesus wants us to live. And it's my continued hope that through this show, we can all discover the power love has in our lives and in our relationships. And today is no different. See, we tend to get super busy in today's world between work and other commitments, whether that be the kids or families, homework, church, small groups, or maybe our side hustle or job. Unfortunately, we also get lost in another area when we find an escape to the online world of social media or video gaming or even online shopping or browsing. The internet has turned into an escape from reality. And who can blame us in all honesty? I mean, think about how busy we truly are. How many hours did you work last week or even today? It seems that the days of the 40-hour work week are very long gone. In fact, I read a Gallup poll that says that Americans today are working an average of 47 hours at the office, and many are working more than 50 hours a week. And these statistics don't even report the extra work we are doing at home when we are away from the office. The office work that we do on the weekends or even when we're on vacation and supposed to be relaxing. See, what ends up happening is that many of these folks are also experiencing burnout from work. Another Gallup poll said that over 75% of employees report some sort of burnout just from work alone. Imagine what it's like to come home and being faced with more things to do, such as cooking dinner, cleaning up the house, tending to the kids, or laundry, or, or just so much more. And then the weekend comes around and... and We have so much to do around the house again, cleaning the garage, maybe yard work, getting car maintenance and grocery shopping, and the list just goes on and on. By the end of the day, we're so worn out, we don't even have time to sit and talk. Our spouses and us as well here, we're, we're just ready to escape to the world of Netflix or social media. We lost the chance to have communication, fun, or or even intimacy at all. And here comes another problem that we don't realize. We're also losing the mindfulness of our marriage and how this busy life is not only affecting us, but how a lack of this realization about the biblical principles is also going to affect our marriage. There's actually two verses that I I want to look at here today. The first one is from 1 Peter 5.8, where Peter tells us to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And then in Luke 21, 34, Jesus tells us to be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with the carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you like a sudden trap. 
Now let's think about these two verses for a moment. Be alert and sober-minded. The devil is prowling around for someone to devour. Well, what about something to devour, like our marriage? The second verse says that we need to be careful or our hearts will be weighed down, carousing, drunkenness, anxiety. But look at the last part and think of how we can see it happening. That day will close suddenly like a trap. We don't even see that trap coming. And if we're not careful and mindful of things, we can and we will get lost in the shuffle and the hustle and bustle of life. I ended up seeing our marriages and our families suffering in one way, shape, or form. See, marriage is a beautiful and a wonderful gift from God. God loves marriage and seeing us live a Christ-like marriage full of love for each other. So why wouldn't the devil like more than anything to tear that apart? Just look at the skyrocketing divorce rates or the number of unhappy marriages in today's world. and You can see this is a very true statement. See, the devil wants to rip God's blessing from us, and keeping us so busy we lose sight of each other's needs is a good way for him to do that. we got to remember that we're in a spiritual war, and we need to do everything we can to prevent the enemy from tearing apart what God has put together. We need to form up some weapons to keep the enemy at bay, and one way we can do this in our marriage is to date our spouse. See, we all remember what it was like when we first met our spouse. We couldn't wait to go out on a date for a dinner and movie or walk in the park or you name it. We couldn't wait for Friday night or Saturday night date time. We made sure that we looked our best, our, our clothing was perfect, we smelled great, and our hearts were pumping with the excitement of going out. You know, But once the wedding is past us, we, we seem to forget about the dating. Sure, we may go out for special occasions like anniversaries, birthdays, or Valentine's Day, but for so many married couples, that tends to be it. And we have all sorts of reasons, or let's call them what they are, excuses for, for not going out. For example, we need a sitter, or we can't afford it, or I'm too tired, or the weather is nasty. But I want to challenge each of you this week to change these thoughts and get back to those basics. Plan a date night at least once a month just to start if, if you need to, but just do it. You and your marriage will be so grateful for spending this time away from the crazy busy world. You can even start by making a list of things that you would like to do together. Take turns doing things you may not necessarily agree on, such as walking around the mall or taking in a sports game, but you're doing something that the other person likes. And then maybe that next date night, it's something that you enjoy doing. The bottom line is you get to do these things together. Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4 says that we should do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. So exactly what I just said is what Paul is telling us in Philippians. And then Paul even said in 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. See, God gave us this beautiful thing called marriage and our amazing spouse. So we need to get back to giving God the glory and praise for what he has given us, right? So here's a few thoughts or ideas for you. Start talking about the idea of getting back to dating and have fun with it. If you feel stuck on ideas or things that, that you can do, maybe both of you create ideas and put them on a piece of paper 
And then when that date night is approaching, you draw a piece of paper out of the hat and see what you're going to do. Another thought is maybe the husband can come and knock on the door and pick up his wife like they did when they were dating. Surprise each other with reservations to a restaurant or a play or a movie or just anything that makes it a time for just the two of you. Okay, so what if you can't get out of the house? I mean, yes, finances, childcare, and maybe the weather may complicate these date nights, and I, I do get that. So what other options do you have? Well, what about surprising your spouse with a great home-cooked dinner after the kids go to bed? Or even better, cooking a fun dinner together. Get some board games or card games that the two of you can enjoy together, or even just a good movie on Netflix. And there are plenty of other ideas the two of you can come up with to do together for a fun date day or date night, like a walk in the park or a drive in the country. I mean, the possibilities are truly endless. And many of the options may cost you little or no money if your finances are tight. But with the budget thing, that might be a good time to also talk about adding this into a budget as well. The point is getting out of the normal or the stuck that we tend to get into these days and start enjoying each other. You may even find that you're excited to talk about things or rekindling a romance that is unintentionally waned. Be sure that you're disconnecting from possible distractions such as removing phones or the internet for the duration of the date night. If you have to get a sitter, maybe only give one phone number that can be used in the event of an emergency. See, the way I see it, our parents did this back in the day when, when they were dating, correct? I mean, there wasn't cell phones or even pagers out there when our parents or even our grandparents dated. I know it can be challenging to figure this out, but the bottom line is your marriage is worth it. Remember what I said earlier. We need to be careful and protect this amazing gift that God has given us. The enemy will do anything he can to sabotage our relationships and especially our family and our marriage. When we take care of our marriage, not only are we keeping the enemy away, but we are enhancing the relationship we wanted when we started dating, got engaged, or even got married in the first place. God designed us for marriage from the very beginning. And Jesus reminds us of this in Mark 10, 6-9, when he reminded us that at the very beginning, of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and will be united to his wife, and the two will be one flesh. And when we are tending to our marriage, we are also feeding our love for each other. Peter reminds us that we are to keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And most importantly, we are ensuring that, going back to that verse in Mark 10, we are completing that section when we don't let anything or anyone get in our way. Remember what was not only said at your wedding, but what Jesus said in verse 9 of chapter 10. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for giving us marriage. We thank you for our spouse and for giving us this beautiful love. God, we acknowledge that at times our life gets in our way and we sometimes don't tend to each other as we should. So we ask that you would help us to remember to focus on our relationships, that you would help us to find time we need to date and to love on each other. We pray that the enemy would stay far, far away from our marriages and our families. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
So my friends, let's go out there and start dating even this weekend. And when you two go out, I'd like you to do me a favor. Take a photo of the two of you doing whatever date thing you decide, whether it's going to a movie or dinner or just a walk in the park, and then post it to social media, tagging Love Can Do's Facebook page. Now, do this after the date night, of course, not during. And also, be sure that you use the hashtag DateYourSpouse. That way, I'm going to see it eventually, and and I'm just going to absolutely love to see all of these marriages that are starting to become happy and connected once again. And be sure you join me next time for another episode of this podcast where we are going to continue to discover what love can do. God bless.